Hello and welcome to the Decibel Boost Podcast, the official music podcast of the website Surreal Resolution. I'm your host, Robert, and I have no clue what Dave the Diver is, but if it has the Godzilla stamp of approval, I am sold. And with me, I have... Karma isn't my boyfriend, but it sure is a bitch, huh, Nikki? And... Something, something, Grimmie's bullshit, something, something, same bullshit, something, 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 something. Yeah. Yeah. Once again, we are continuing our policy of not covering the Grammys in full. Technically. Asterisk. Yeah. Stick a pin in that for later, but, um, yeah, because I I don't know about you, man, but but I had shit to do. And that was like, you know, not Grammys. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I kind of didn't care. Yeah, I kind of didn't care that they had on CD. I kind of didn't care, and and I had Paramount Plus, and they and they had that shit. But then again, to get that shit, you had to get that quote unquote for Showtime, which I ain't got. So I don't, I don't give a shit. The only thing that makes me want Paramount with Showtime is the curse, and that's about it. Still haven't watched that show yet. But anyway, here we are, episode 337. So, uh, how's everyone's week been going? You ever have one of those weeks where you just feel drained and exhausted, like, all the time? That was me last week. Uh, I need everything and everyone to slow down for just a little bit. I can't catch up with all y'all. Also, uh... I, I kind of need this football game on Sunday to 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 come and go because I'm I am a, a mad manic mess right now. Like I should be excited, I should be you know getting ready to have a fun night, but like I just want it to be over with now. Just get it over with. I need... <laughs> I'm a fucking wreck. Yeah, this is what happens when you follow a team uh, that's been part of you since the day you were born. It. Uh... It's crazy. I, I don't. I don't recommend it. But you know, I, I'm crazy, and I have to deal with it forever because that's just how I go about things. And uh, yeah, that was just it. It's just been a very tiring, draining week. One of those weeks where whatever where whatever you do, it's just never enough sleep. Never is. You like. You remember that one episode of American Dad where they had, like, CIA technology that could simulate a full night's sleep and you never have to actually go to sleep? At the very that least... sounds wonderful. Can I have something like that? God, imagine the shit I could get done. Anyway, uh, Mark, what about you? Well, let's see. Um, my week has been a lot emotionally and... And well, and, and, and well, I'm not going to say too much on here. I'm just going to say it. It got me to some places, and I'm still feeling that. Well, I'm still feeling that today. So, yeah, it's just a lot of personal shit that, honestly, that honestly, is too depressing to share here. So, let's leave it at that. Mm. Fair enough. Uh, hopefully, things go well for you soon enough. Uh, as for me, uh, how do I put this? I had a bunch of stuff I've been trying to take care of. First and most importantly, uh, trying to get things in place to renew my passport, because reasons. 
and uh, also taking care of some car stuff, because it's been a hot minute since I took it in for, like, you know, oil change, maintenance, all that fun stuff. I also had to get the brakes looked at, because uh, my car's lights were telling me that I should probably get that checked. And then I get my car back today, and they tell me that it's a problem with the ABS module. The kind of problem that necessitates taking it back to the dealership. Oh, oh. that's bad. Ugh. And to think that this happens literally a month after I go through an entire, like, exchange of tag and ownership. Because the thing is, technically, my mom owned the car, but I was the one driving it and making all the insurance payments. And we finally transferred everything to me, and then this happens. Uh, uh, oh, Lord, that's gonna okay, be what? Oh, okay, 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 like, yeah, son, here's your old car now. Now you're doing this shit. Well, you're already doing this shit. You're doing this shit. It's like, they do more shit. Ah, uh, listen, to be fair, I choose to believe this is just the Cosmos fucking with me because they're bored. Not even, like, the Cosmos in general. The king of the Cosmos from Category Domacy, because he seems like that kind of prick. But aside from that, uh, taking my mind off stuff like that, I've been finally putting in some time into Tekken 8. You know, mainly playing through, like, the individual character campaigns and catching up on, you know, history and lore and all that stuff. You know, my knowledge of the series might be a bit sporadic. 3, Tag Tournament, 6, and now 8. But it's good to know that there are some things that never change. Like Paul Phoenix being a fucking joke. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but at least he's got the the gruff look going. That's pretty much the only thing he's got going for him. Yeah. If you're wondering what happened this time, uh, he ran late to the tournament picking up martial law. Uh, old habits die hard. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just I'm just thinking because I was trying to like see what I missed in some of the other games, so I found like. I forget the name of the YouTuber. I think it was like Clement J sixty four or something, who did like a whole ass video about the entire history of Tekken and Lauren. Some of that shit's fucking more bonkers than I was expecting. Ah, this series. But yeah, pretty cool game so far. I'm having fun with it. Um, let's see. Was there anything else? Not that I could think of that's worth mentioning. So let's with all those formalities out of the way. Let's move on to the usual business, of course, starting with the new Sun discussions for the past week. As always, there'll be a playlist down in the description, so you can follow along with us, pick up some new tunes, mark your calendars for, well, there's only really, like, one thing here that's got, like, a calendar release date, you know what I mean, all that business. Starting right here at the top, oh, hey, look, it's uh, about that time again. Once again, we have a uh, new double single release, courtesy of the producer, Burial, because, uh, that's just pretty much how it goes these days. I don't think he's put out an actual proper album in a hot minute. But you know, it's been a while. But uh new label well. here. Oh yeah. Wait, really? There was a new label? Yeah, he's on he's on uh, XL now. Oh, huh, nice. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. I didn't see that. Yeah. So yeah, new single, new label, new year. Let's see what we got. So, uh, the two songs here are called Dream Fear and Boy Sent from Above, and they share very similar creative energies. Like, you definitely hear a lot of those, like, ambient, like, kind of floaty, somewhat noisy aspects. Like, you hear, like, hissing, clicks, a lot of those kinds of background noise, and, like, 
vocal samples that are very strangely produced. But then you get a lot of these, like, sort of decently energetic looping drum samples, kind of vaguely jungle D&B sort of thing, combined with other glitchy elements as it kind of swaps back and forth between, like, percussive segments and ambient segments. It's a pretty interesting sound here in comparison to just, like, pure ambiance. I'm I'm digging this. Good for good for the however annual dose of burial. It, it's good. It's what I'm saying. So, uh, so, so with these two songs, I say take some time, like because, well, both of these so- like both of these songs, well, they're both thirteen minutes. Yeah, it, it, it equal twenty six, twenty six, twenty six. It's basically it, it's basically as long as a I don't know your regular half hour, half hour sitcom. Only I mean only piece of music with a bunch of uh, of piece of shit that sounds like something you see from you, you, you from an action movie, especially Dream Fear, which especially because to the whole you know John John bass break beat part was like they did like yeah, yeah, yeah you'll hear but yeah like. Okay, 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 like while I did this, well, I did, did you know, you know, I, I guess some, you know, I did, you know, I did go to one of well, well, both of them, but most in pieces because because one because 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 one one again, it's long, it's long as fuck, but yeah, this is yeah, this is a good sound. Like I, I kind of like, like, I really like like, I mean, I, again, I think I like Dream Fear more, but yeah, this is kind of good. 26 minutes of abstract, dark, atmospheric, nightmarish beats that just border on the edge of breakcore in, in a few spots. Uh, the beat change-ups in Dream Fear hit just right, and the overall tone and synth group in most of uh, Boys Up From Above feels like it's taken from an old 80s 12-inch remix of some movie song you've never heard of before everything breaks or the end. It gets a bit uh, prodigy-like. This hits pretty good. I like it. I, li- I like more of this very abstract, sample-heavy uh, dissection of these beats. A sign of things to come in the future? Who knows? I hope. I hope. I hope. Anyway, uh, moving on to the next track here. Looks like we got another single from uh, the jazz outfit Bad Bad Not Good. And once again, it's another collab. They've been doing a lot of those recently. Is this is this going to be like a like a health disco 4 type scenario? Like, are we getting a full <laughs> Bad Bad Not Good collab album in the future? Hmm. Ooh, who knows? Who knows? And it's a movie musician by by the guy by, by the guy named uh, Reggie. That's it. Just Reggie. That's it. Just Reggie. Presumably, <laughs> no relation to the Reginator. Okay. Because okay, okay, the song's called "Takes uh, 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 Take What's Given," and okay, first first thing that the sound from this old like very old seventies soul type of sound like it it has that. It has that you know that old that, that that old sound to it, which okay, that's something interesting that I haven't that uh, we haven't heard from well that I haven't heard from before at least not like this like okay okay like at first at first I couldn't I couldn't tell what me what reminds me of but all right but 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 more just like oh, okay this have a this have a good groove to it which okay so it it is more like you know that. That old, that old, that old, old style, like you know, soulful type of singing from uh, from Reggie, which uh, which even you know, 
which all right, well, we, 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 we he don't do too shabby here. I mean, I mean, he used to, I mean, he must, he must just do, you know, really just freestyling to just, you know, just get what he did. But all right, this is the right, this, this, this ain't have too bad. Yeah, it's a pretty bright vibe to it, all things considered. Now, uh, moving on to the exact opposite of bright and relatively chill. So, uh, in a couple weeks, later this month, on February 23rd, we're going to have Moon Healer released. The first brand new studio album from the metal band Job for a Cowboy in 10 years. Pretty wild how much things change in those times. <laughs> so, we've already talked about, like, you know, the major announcement and the first lead single, which, uh, as a quick reminder, managed to win the approval of uh, Mr. Alex over here. A rare W in the realm of uh, trying to get him to like, quote-unquote, Deathwank. You throw enough things at the wall, something sticks eventually. And so we have single number two here to contend with, Beyond the Chemical Doorway. And once again, this shit do be hitting quite hard. Opens very nicely with this very uh lengthy, intricate, like, melodic guitar arpeggiating. Uh, setting a very nice, ominous mood as... Pretty soon after, the full band enters, and there's just this really intense, like, sense of menace and groove, thanks to a lot of the really super heavy riffs and pummeling drum rhythms, keeping everything really, like, satisfyingly heavy while still mixing in just the right amount of, like, the more technical aspects with, you know, the sweeps and a lot of the more complicated sticking patterns, and of course, a pretty killer solo section towards the end. It's, uh, man, they've... They've really upped their game in the 10 years since they were gone. This is this is going to be something special. I can feel it in my bones. Okay, I'll I will rescind I will rescind that uh Deathwank comment because this does not, this does not apply here. My definition of Deathwank uh, basically uh fits this criteria. Uh, Infinite Annihilator, Stars Prevail, Rings of Saturn and Lorna Shore. If you if you cram so much shit in, it goes way too fast and is way too down tuned. I'm going to get bored by it. This, on the other hand, uh, there are certain clicks that some music finds its way toward. And in this case, I can describe it as deathcore for music theory students, as well as uh, deathcore for jazz band bass players. Because ooh, those bass lines are good. That's the special sauce that makes this recipe especially tasty. There is musicality to be found in here, and that's that's what separates this from you know all those other bands that bore me to you know half to death. Fair enough, fair enough. Man, now I'm fucking hungry. <laughs> uh, maybe this is the danger of using food metaphors for everything. This makes you want something. Actually, I don't know what I want because I had like egg rolls for dinner earlier tonight. Maybe I just want more egg rolls. <laughs> But uh, anyway, yeah, good shit. Uh, moving on to the next track here. Uh, so it seems like rapper Kid Cudi has had a pretty busy past couple of months. Uh, dropped a new studio album last month titled Insano. And in addition to that, apparently he debuted a comic book series uh, called Moon Man, which uh, has been doing very well as it seems like they've ordered a round of reprints for Volume 1 and Volume 2 is going to be dropping later this month. I also think there was... he. I know he did, like, some animated series on Netflix. Was that last year or the year before? I think it was the year before. Mm. Or at least, at least 2022. I think... I, I have to double-check on that. Either way, he's been, you know, doing things. 
But uh, it looks like uh, the comic book series in question will have some kind of a soundtrack accompaniment, uh, as evidenced by this taste we have to discuss here, uh, with a song titled Black Ops, featuring guest vocals from Denzel Curry. Now, I'll say here that the production... The beat's got a nice vibe to it. It's got, like, this kind of, like, rewinding synth, like, dream-like sound effect kind of thing. It it does feel like it fits the idea of, like, you know, space and a moon man and all that, and kind of Cuddy's... what I know of Cuddy's music. Uh, I'll say their flows, like, uh, their vocal performances are similarly in the same vein production-wise, because they do have, like, a noticeable amount of auto-tune on their vocals, and their flows in particular have, like, a very sing-songy quality to them, even during some of the more rapid-fire passages. Admittingly, judging the lyrical quality here is a bit like, I'm not sure how to, because again, this is supposed to tie into some kind of comic book series that I have not read, so I really don't know like how much of this is directly coming from that, or if it's just the two of them kind of like letting shit flow out as it does, but I mean, nothing else, the production's pretty nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. So everything's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, like, I did, I, like, like, I did the beat of it here. Like, it's, 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 it's pretty fascinating. And, I think we got some good, some good words from, from me, from, from, from Denzel. Like, the under Kaepernick took a knee because she was a chick the rapper shit, attached to, uh, to the nigga with infinite racks and shit. Where's the song for you to listen to raps and shit? Okay. Alright, we got a good ones here and there, but, like, even though, like, to me, Kid Cudi is a Kid Cudi is a, is, a, is is an okay rapper. Maybe not somebody I check into once uh, all the time. But all right, all right. I mean, at least, I mean, I appreciate his, um, you know, his you know, his his creative flow. I mean, he went he went a comic book and well, well, he did. And all right, that's that's I mean, that's kind of that's kind of cool for him to do. And I mean, it was kind of like all right, if he, if, if if it's something like this, like yeah, I think mean, yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I, yeah, the track is fine, although Denzel sounds like he actually got actually phoned in for this one. Uh, also, uh, mentioning D'Angelo Russell in a year where the Lakers are aggressively mid, uh, I would not have done that. So uh, I'll just say this. Hey, Cuddy, uh, if you're planning a deluxe version of your album that just came out a month ago, just do it and get it out because I'm getting kind of tired of the whole release an album, then release a deluxe edition that just has like five remixes and three cut songs thing that everyone seems to do now for stream clouds i'm tired of it man oh god yeah one of the other techniques in the era of uh as i believe crash as i believe crash thompson called it stream trolling because that's really the only way you can think about it anyway uh moving on to the last track here so uh this is a at least one of two moments where we have to touch on the Grammy Awards. Uh, I remember, well, brief tangent, I remember when I first started actively listening to the music of uh, acclaimed pianist and singer-songwriter Billy Joel. It was a simpler time, as in literally December of 2019, right before the plague happened. That's only because <laughs> of a friend I met uh, in person who was uh, roasting me for having never heard his music. <laughs> but, you know, five years later... So, interestingly, there's been some activity from the man besides his usual uh, constant touring schedule. Seriously, has the guy ever not been, like, playing shows in the past few years? But, uh, most notably, apparently, 
after some teasing, we have a brand new single from the man, the first new recorded Billy Joel song in nearly 20 years. Now, for context, his last, like, normal studio album, River of Dreams, came out the year I was born, 1993. In 2001, we had an album of classical album classical music material performed by him called Fantasies and Delusions, and then a song titled All My Life in 2007. Uh, probably don't need to do much in the studio when you could just tour in a backlog of massively successful hits. But anyway, we had a new single here that uh, got revealed over the weekend, on top of him uh, closing out, if I remember correctly, the Grammys Awards ceremony for this year. The track is called Turn the Lights Back On, and while I'm sure the release of a new Billy Joel song is quite the event, musically, it's pretty much exactly what you expected the man. A grand sweeping piano ballad of, you know, love lost, a narrator begging for forgiveness from a romantic partner for whom... I assume things didn't work out and there was a lot of tension and he's really desperate and all that stuff. It is one of the Billy Joel songs of all time. Your mileage is going to vary. That's all I'll say. Uh, the most I can say about this is that it's fine. Nothing too outstanding. Nothing, nothing offensively bad. It's just fine. Yeah, I saw the performance of him at the Grammys on Sunday because honestly, the last half hour is the only thing worth watching of the show. And it was also fine. And that's all I can I can really say here. It's fine, and that's all. Pretty much. Now, uh, that pretty much about does it for the uh, song discussions. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we do have a decent bit of news to discuss here. And unfortunately, we do have to remain in Grammys territory, so... Uh... Stay tuned. And we're back. So like I said, for this first news topic, we have to remain in the territory of the Grammy Awards, which is a ceremony that uh, I didn't really watch. I'm not sure. Well, like I said, I avoided entirely. I think some of us might have caught uh, certain segments of it. I was just mostly following what was happening on Twitter. I so, followed a bit sure. of it, and I think I can sort of lead us into it before we get to the bad news with some not-so-bad news. All right. I mean, I, I just saw like a, like a couple of things about it, but uh, I mean, yeah, there, there were some fine performances. I mean, Luke Holmes brought out Tracy Chapman to perform uh, Fast Car. That was, you know, cool, cool for some folks. Uh, Miley Cyrus got mad at the crowd for not singing to her very mid-ass song, Flowers. Uh, U2 did a performance from the big sphere dome thing, which is up weird for some goddamn reason they brought travis scott onto their show well i'm pretty sure someone at cbs told him no swearing and he didn't listen again he never does he never does and uh as far as like the, the big uh awards that came out uh victoria monet won best new artist i, I, I heard good things about I, her 
Yeah. Perfect. Although, uh, I think we need to rename this to like a breakout artist or breakthrough artist because like yeah. 10 years in the industry is uh, a, a little mm-hmm. suspect. That's all I'm going to say. Um, yeah. Like uh, Billy, I, I was watching Todd's, uh, I'm trying to remember from Todd's like best songs of the year. Wasn't Victoria Monet like a longtime associate of Ariana Grande? Yep. Yeah. So, uh, look, look, the Grammys are a who you know organization. Let's be real here. Uh, Billy Eilish won for Song of the Year, which is cool. Miley Cyrus won Record of the Year for, again, her very mid-ass song, Flowers. And going back to Todd, I believe he said congrats on her song being the worst song to win this award. So, uh, great job there. You beat out Billy Eilish, Taylor Swift. Boy Genius and SZA for something that is so aggressively dull and lifeless that none of us remember it. Nor yeah, care. SZA got fucking robbed in that regard. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, Taylor Swift won Album of the Year, making her the only anyone to win that award four times, so that that, that mm. has to count for something, and uh, yeah, she also announced she has a new album coming out in April. So, uh, batting down the hashes, folks. Oh, boy. It's happening know. again. You know, funny thing about that, I I thought she was going to put out, like, the Taylor's version of Reputation. Good thing that, good thing that didn't happen. Or is it a good I mean, thing that's that still a possibility, because that album was still under uh, Big Machine Records. So I assume it got bought out by Scooter Braun. But, uh, doesn't, mean, doesn't mean Lover's gonna get one soon. It kind of has to. Oh, shit. Yeah, look, it's her world. We're all just living in it right now. Yeah. Todd said it best. We had our chance to be done with her back in 2017. We failed. Uh, I believe that I believe that was... I believe that... Yeah, that was the reputation came out and... It was either that year or the year before where 1989 won over uh, Kendrick Lamar. So uh, we had our chance. We failed. But uh, that wasn't all that happened at the Grammys on Sunday, unfortunately. So let's see. What other categories were there? Um, I mean, I assume Metallica took home the best metal Grammy. Of course. Yeah, Paramore took home uh, an award for the rock category. Boy Genius got some um, alternative categories. And then in the subject of the rap categories, surprisingly, all of that went to... Well, maybe not surprisingly. I guess it depends how you look at it. But pretty much all the major awards that he was nominated in, Killer Mike took home three Grammys. Uh, best Rap Song and Best Rap Performance for the song Scientists and Engineers, and Best Rap Album for Michael, uh, which that album beat out the likes of uh, Metro Boomin, Nas, Travis Scott, Drake and 21 Savage. So, you know, I mean, good for him taking home all those awards. Yeah. Not good for him that he got arrested almost immediately afterwards. Yeah, like oh, what, what the what the hell happened? I'm I'm I'm, I'm confused. Like, what the fuck happened? That was literally the very first bit of news I saw about the Grammy Awards because I was so absorbed in other things. I was like, wait, oh yeah, that was happening this weekend. And then I first thing I see is a notification on Discord, uh, from, uh. 
what's his name, Chris Gardner. Uh, he was tweeting out like a video he got that said like breaking rapper Killer Mike has been taken away in handcuffs in oh god is this really what they fucking call that place the Crypto dot com yeah. arena after mm, winning still three- the Staples Center god damn it <sighs> after winning three Grammys during the telecast I believe this might have been during the pre show uh, yes of course three- of course it was yeah because yeah I mean take a lot of categories that you know as an as an hip hop rock and you know all the shit they all say this puts you right here and just do 10 over to the boys on our live show because fuck it fuck it why not uh an official tells someone on his team that it's possible he may be released later tonight from the area from the arena unclear if he's being booked here and what he's charged with trying to find out so yeah it looks like uh it, it was a bit confusing at the moment I'm like what the hell did he do Oh, yeah, that was, yeah, that was like, like, what the hell? And well, we kind of know now. Oh boy! Yeah, and, so we got yeah. some updates about the situation. Uh, specifically, it looks like he was given a uh, charge for misdemeanor battery. Uh, specifically, according to a newly posted thing from uh, Nancy Dillon over at Rolling Stone magazine, uh, said arrest apparently involved. Uh, Attacking a female security guard. Uh, supposedly what had happened, again, according to this piece, um, it was shortly after the Atlanta musician uh, had won, you know, his uh, rap Grammys and such. He allegedly encountered the guard near her assigned entrance, the source of field. The guard told police she asked for Render's tickets and directed him to a security checkpoint, but he allegedly balked. According to the woman, Render tried to make his way around her, and when she, quote, ran around and got in front of him again... He allegedly, quote, pushed her to the ground. The female guard allegedly suffered an injury to her hand and fingers. The well-placed LAPD source said the woman called for help and her fellow security officers surrounded render outside the arena and called the police. The guard received medical treatment, signed a citizen's arrest for misdemeanor battery, and had photos taken of her alleged injuries. Render was then arrested and transported for booking, processing, and released on his own recognizance. Hmm. Okay. Oh, oh, uh... Yeah. Uh. There's a lot that could be unpacked here. Yeah. And I'm not really sure how to even begin because, um, scrolling further down in the piece, it says that neither Render's attorney nor uh, representative replied to multiple requests for comment. However, uh, the artist appeared on Atlanta radio show Monday and apparently, quote, jovially deflected questions about the incident, describing his arrest as a minor detour on an otherwise celebratory night. Uh, It was on the uh, Big Tigger morning show where he said, uh, we hit a speed bump and then we head back to the party. So, yeah, he's, uh, it's kind of hard to judge the situation because, uh, again, there's obviously, like, half the story missing. Yeah. But, uh, yikes. What, uh... Yeah, yeah. You know what? We're, we're at something, but it's kind of a later subject, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to do nothing like that, so... So this is just pretty much, like, where the story kind of stands for now. Uh, if we hear anything else, we'll pick this back up in a future episode, but for now, yeah, talk about, uh... Talk about a damper on your wins, jeez. Yeah. 
Yes, like hey, it's like hey, it's like hey, he wants something. Hey, that's that's good for an album that I didn't really care for that much. But okay, then the this, which yeah, that's a damper. Oh god. And okay, I'm gonna bring this up. Um, y'all type of Scott's fan understands you to shut the fuck up. Talking about you tell me I should have won. Shut the fuck up. Uh, and you know, and ain't you know for somebody, you know for people to keep on talking about. Oh, uh, about, hey, I pick the popular one. You want to pick the popular album over the one that got a lot of critical acclaim. I thought you didn't want that shit. We uh, look, I'm, look, look, look. I know the Academy is shit, the, the, the Grammy, the Court Academy is shit, but y'all you know, ain't exactly that far off. At least the, the people. Yeah, I, I yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, just this whole thing is uh very upsetting, and yeah, fucking yeah. Travis Scott stands. Which I'm surprised yeah. there's still Travis Scott stands. Didn't like. No, there there are some people who love that who love Utopia. They that they love that fucking album, which by the way is very overrated. Yeah, unfortunately, Travis Scott stands are very much a thing, along with Playboy Cardi stands. Yeah. yeah oh yeah, my true. god. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let Let's get out of the bad news for now and delve into some really really good news. So, uh, first of all, congratulations to Megan Thee Stallion. Uh, her new single, Hiss, debuted at number one. Yay! Yeah. Nice. Very, very nice. And, uh, uh, unsurprisingly, <laughs> Nikki ain't saying shit now. And I don't think the barbs <laughs> are either. Nope. Yeah, so, uh, I guess there's only one thing to say here. <clears throat> Where's the beef? Where's the beef now? <laughs> all talk, all sizzle, no steak. Ugh. But uh, in addition to a uh, number one debut hit single, more good news is happening in the camp of Megan. Uh, as it looks like uh, she's made a pretty interesting agreement with uh, Warner Music Group, as uh, according to a Rolling Stone article here. Uh, they have agreed to provide her with uh, distribution and marketing resources under an agreement that allows her to um, pretty much maintain like some sense of artistic independence. Uh, specifically, they're partnering with her uh, entertainment and music entity, Hot Girl Productions, uh, which will still release her uh, forthcoming albums and such, while Warner Music Group and its affiliates will help with stuff like global marketing, radio promotion, possibly also resources for touring, and most importantly... This agreement will allow her to maintain the rights to both her master recordings and publishing rights. Yes, 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 yes. This is very good. Take the yes. Take the this is a luxury good. not everybody can afford. Yeah, I feel like the the whole like you know owning the master recordings is such a big topic ever since the whole. Uh, funnily enough, since we brought it up earlier, the whole Taylor Swift Scooter Braun debacle. God, that whole thing's a mess. And, of course, like, with all other kinds of controversies about whether or not artists actually own the rights of their songs, people selling, you know, publishing rights and all that business. Obviously, Megan being such a hot entity right now, uh, yeah, that that's pretty much the only deal you're going to be able to make. Because, like, like, let me put it like this. If you're, if you were, like, a music executive who's considering making a deal with Megan, 
and you wanted to, like, you know, find some way to, like, get your hands in the pie, as it were, you don't realize Megan has the power to just utterly end your entire existence with a diss track, right? You really want to be the music executive on the receiving end of that? No. Uh, as we've learned uh, this week, um, just, just, just don't deal with it. Just don't deal with the business of trying to stir up shit when uh, you don't have any, you know, for, for lack of a better phrase, any bullets in the chamber. Because uh, yeah, that Nicki Minaj track was terrible. Yeah. That Ice Spice track was even worse on the chart. God. Especially with that fucking title, which, Why? And just for the record, no, we do not care about any beef between Ice Spice and Lotto. We don't care about mid versus mid here, all right? What's, uh, hang on, what was that one joke from Family Guy? Uh, ladies, ladies, please, you're you're both just awful. Yeah, I'll pronounce yeah. that. Yeah, next, yeah, next thing you know, it'll be between Flo Millie and, I don't know, Rico Nasty or somebody, I don't know. Yeah, so... Okay, so looking a bit further at this article, there is one other detail I find interesting. Um, quote, uh, this deal also provides her with the option to expand her access to Warner Music Group to any artist she brings under the umbrella of her own imprint in the future. So just out of curiosity, if I'm reading this correctly, does this mean like any other like rappers who come under the uh, umbrella of Hot Girl Productions would also enjoy the same kind of benefits that she's enjoying under her current deal? Presumably, in terms of uh, distribution and marketing, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that's how those deals uh, usually tend to go. That would be pretty nice. Yeah, because like, if you're like on a sub label of a major group, you would have the same distribution, you know, arms as you know the main artist of the sub label. So, yeah, I, I think that's how it works. So, uh, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. But either way, let's see how uh, things work out for Megan in the near future. I think now's as good a time as any for a brand new fucking album. You just know that shit's mm-hmm. going to be the talk of the town. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, moving on to the next news topic here. Uh... <laughs> okay, I gotta be honest. This was just fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I don't know if you've heard about this guy, Elon Musk. He fucking sucks. And he has been in a lot of uh, financial hot water for a myriad of reasons. Stuff like sinking an ungodly amount of money into buying Twitter and fucking over that purchase. Investing in garbage-ass cyber trucks and fucking Neuralink technology and whatever other stupid bullshit. But uh, most recently, uh, in his latest, uh, you know, spiral into madness on twitter he put out a statement that curiously said never incorporate your company in the state of delaware and i was wondering what the fuck that had to do with anything or if he was just like you know fucking i don't know on the benzos he was sharing with jordan peterson or something but uh it looks like the reason he's upset about this is because uh he was just completely robbed out of a 56 billion dollar pay package uh, this was the result of a lawsuit filed in Delaware, uh, since, uh, let me quote specifically from a consequence of sound here, so, quote, 
Earlier this week, Delaware Judge Kathleen St. J. McCormick voided Musk's Tesla pay package, calling it an unfathomable sum that was unfair to shareholders, according to Ro- Reuters? Reuters? Reuters, yeah. Reuters. As it turns out, the legal action was uh, brought against Musk back in 2018 by an individual who owned nine shares of Tesla. Now, uh, if you're wondering why uh, we're setting it up like this and what it's doing in this podcast, the man who cost Elon Musk $56 billion is a man by the name of Richard Tornetta. He is a Philadelphia-based musician who plays drums in a thrash metal band called Dawn of Correction. Well, okay, correction of my own. He played drums in a Philadelphia thrash band. Uh, they released an EP called Swing in the Chain and a full-length album called Dead Hand Control before breaking up in 2008. So I, I need I, I need to repeat this. I, I, I need, This bears repeating because every word is absolutely true. Elon Musk, the supposed richest man in the world, got screwed out of $56 billion because of a thrash metal drummer from Philadelphia. <laughs> that is an amazing combination of words. Uh, behold, the personification of the Dunning-Kruger effect. Someone who thinks he's the smartest man in the room when really... You're just a fucking idiot with way too much money. That does not buy you a brain. Yeah. Oh, God, I just... I, I'm shuddering to think of the people that are actually going to buy fucking Neuralinks. Uh, honestly, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for the day when uh, Ghost in the Shell actually happens, so we can uh, properly cyberize our brains and be able to put them into robot bodies that look human. That way, we'll all live forever. I mean, we are a bit overdue. Didn't the Laughing Man incident just happen a few days ago? Yep. Yeah, so, um, congratulations, uh, Richie Tornetta for, uh, delivering one of the swiftest, uh, kicks to the nuts that a rich guy will ever experience. (laughs) If you're wondering what the man is up to these days, uh, again, quoting from Consequence of Sound, Tornetta now seems to be focused on industrial design, for which he earned a degree. On one of his profile pages, he described himself as a, quote, marketer, inventor, custom fabricator, car guy, family man, and drummer. I design and build an illuminated headpiece for onstage drumming performances. That's a fancy way of saying I make a mohawk that lights up while I'm playing drums. Hey, you know what, man? You do you. Here's hoping... I don't... I wonder if what he gets out of this specifically. Like, you think some of that money will kick back his way? It's a nice thought. I hope. Oh, man. I, I gotta tell you, this is exactly the laugh I needed this week. But uh, now we move on to the uh, last news topic, which is a bit more of a not quite good kind of a, well, let's get into this. So uh, last week there were news reports of uh, some news coming out of the camp of Universal Music Group. Looks like uh, they were getting into a bit of a heated debacle with, of all places, of course, TikTok. The widely popular app that is, uh, basically Vine, but longer, and, I don't know, other things you could say about it. So, apparently, the two had been, uh, 
intense negotiations trying to reach some kind of a renewal on a licensing agreement to allow Universal Music Group artists to have their uh, music featured legally and officially on the app. But apparently, they had completely failed to reach those terms. Uh, additionally, you know, not only was it about, like, you know, artist compensation, but apparently it also had to deal with the use of uh, AI on the platform. So, uh, fittingly, as expected, once it went, hang on, when the time came on January 31st, which is when their, uh, previous agreement expired, since they did not reach a new agreement, Universal did pretty much what they said they were going to do, and, uh, pulled a great deal of their music off the platform. Thus meaning that if you had ever made any kind of video that featured an official track from a Universal Music Group artist, your videos are pretty much muted. Yep. And, and, and oh. just just for context, just for context, if you need a small sampling of the kind of artist that this affects, uh, some of the artists that uh, had their music pulled from the app include the likes of uh, Taylor Swift, Bad Bunny, mm-hmm. The Weeknd, SZA, Steve Lacey. So all, all those uh, all those bad habit videos. Uh, just yoink. As I say, all of my life videos are probably down too. Yeah, not to mention other artists like Drake, Billie Eilish, Kendrick Lamar, Rosalia, Harry Styles, Ariana Grande, Justin Bieber, Adele. J Balvin, Coldplay, Pearl Jam, Post Malone, among many, many others. I think we can say it like this. All of the big artists are signed to Republic Records. That's part of Universal Music Group. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Republic is a big label. Yeah, so... There's been a lot of back and forth between the two entities, like, prior to the negotiations, uh... At one point, TikTok had made a statement saying, quote, It is sad and disappointing that Universal Music Group has put their own greed above the interests of their artists and songwriters. Despite Universal's false narrative and rhetoric, the fact is they have chosen to walk away from the powerful support of a platform with well over a billion users that serves as a free promotional and discovery vehicle for their talent. TikTok had been able to reach artist first agreements with every other label and publisher, Clearly, Universal's self-serving actions are not in the best interest of artists, songwriters, and fans. Which is kind of a funny statement, considering that uh, part of the reason that negotiations broke down is that uh, TikTok was basically trying to cheap out on what they would have to owe Universal. Yeah, which probably... There's more. There's more, you say? Yes, there is more. It has to do with... uh... This thing that we've been bitching about for the last year and a half. You're gonna have to be more specific. We've been bitching about a lot of things here. Okay, well, um, it says here from a, uh open letter from Universal Music Group that they dubbed why we must call timeout on TikTok. Uh, they said that it is, quote, an increasingly influential platform with powerful technology and a massive worldwide user base. And that in its contract renewal discussions, it has, quote, been pressing them on three critical issues, appropriate compensation, protecting human artists from the harmful effects of AI, and online safety. Yeah, so, unfortunately, the platform has had, like, 
it's been dealing with shit like that. Like, especially, like, all the visual filters. How many of them use, like, generative AI for their bullshit? I just... I just filter that shit out like the plague. Yeah, and, uh... Deeper in here, the the letter said that TikTok is, quote, allowing the platform to be flooded with AI-generated recordings. We talked about that a little while ago. As well as yeah. developing tools to enable, promote, and encourage AI music creation on the platform itself. And then demanding a contractual right which would allow this content to massively dilute the royalty pool for human artists in a move that is nothing short of sponsoring artist replacement by AI. Yeah. Do you know how bad it is that I am taking the side of a giant music label here? Rule number one, you don't fuck with the label's wallets. <sighs> yeah, remember uh, that thing we talked about last time? That's an issue they brought up, too. Hmm. Ugh. Again, so, you have to be really bad to make me, Mr. I hate the music industry here, side with the music industry. That's how bad it is. Yeah, much as I realize that this particular line of reasoning might rub people the long, wrong way, in this case, I'm willing to say that there is a lesser of two evils scenario going on. And Universal's kind of the lesser of two evils. Especially since, like, again, we pointed out that, like, what TikTok was offering as far as, like, their payments to Universal was basically a pittance, relatively speaking. And I honestly wouldn't be surprised if this is because the app itself is probably hemorrhaging money. I mean, I saw, like, a tweet thread from uh, Nash from Radio Dead Air speculating a lot of the same things. Which would explain certain things like why so much of the app basically feels like it's always fucking trying to sell you shit. Like every yeah, other post on my For You pages, an ad, or a sponsored post, or some other shit like that. Especially the TikTok shop shit. Yeah, because there's nothing I love uh, more than constantly being bombarded with uh, ads for Danos when I'm just trying to see... Uh, Aaron's latest Black Lagoon sketches. Spoiler alert, I do not like being bombarded with ads when I am trying to watch Black Lagoon shit posts. Yeah, and considering that, that even though it's pretty weird that the well that since well, since I did use some yeah, UMG songs on whatever shit I do, whatever random shit I do. It's like, well, that's gonna feel random. What do I place this shit with? Okay, guess I placed it with this song called At a Medium Pace by Adam Sandler. Which, I sound like a four years old, but fuck it, fuck it, I, I'll add it. Because I need a good laugh. But yeah, but, but, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, there's been, been more and more like, you know, people selling your shit like, you know, like, like, hit, like, 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 hit, like, like, hit, like, hit, like, hit some, I don't know, freeze dried Skittles, some shit. Like, you just, just put them in a, they just, or whatever the fuck they sell. Like, it, they, they sell a lot of shit that I, that I, I'm like, I, I don't know. Uh, so, 
with one major label's content off the platform, man, that's gonna be a real like. Cause like yeah, that's... I'm trying to think here because I'm not sure whether or not that's going to like stop the user base from trying to skirt around that somehow, which ultimately might just lead to the platform getting in bigger trouble. And then I don't know whether or not like the moderators are gonna have to stamp down harder on this. But who the hell even knows anymore? Uh, who, uh, 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 who knows what if, I don't know, what if, like, Sony Water music might fall soon? Yeah. So, who knows what where the hell we go from here. I do know one thing. Seriously, I'm not fucking buying Dano seasoning, and you can't make me. Sorry, I just get annoyed by those fucking commercials and ad posts and shit. Anyway, uh, that about does it for the news discussions, so that just leaves us with one last thing here, and that is uh, the new album releases for the week of February 9th, 2024. Starting at the top, we have a new project from the uh, band The Pineapple Thief with It Leads to This. Uh, from the singer-songwriter Chelsea Wolfe, we have her newest album, She Reaches Out To, She Reaches Out To, She. Uh, from Elado Negro, we have his newest album, Phasor. From 5EO Foreign, we have a new project, Pain and Love 2. And uh, from Usher himself, uh, we have a new album, Coming Home. So, yeah, uh, that about does it for all that. So now time to clean house and get the hell out of here. So, Alex, where can they find you on the internet? Uh, this show, my other show, the Discord... Other places, although this week I'm probably going to be hunkered down with blackout curtains because I just want this football game to be over with. <laughs> Sunday can't come fast enough. <sighs> You'll know how it went next time. Hmm. All right. Uh, well, I I sincerely pray for your sanity. Uh, Mark, what about you? Let's see. This show... Um... Where did you find me on Mental Media, my site, which, hey, has, has something new up. Um, a, long, a new chapter of my story series that I grown hiatus for a while, but now it's back up. Uh, the Cerulean Kids, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 read that shit. Nice, nice. Uh, as for me, you can find me on Twitter, Blue Sky, Instagram, etc. at Rob Barracuda. You can email me, Robert at Screw Resolution, for uh, questions, comments, concerns, and inquiries. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Google Podcasts. Uh, audio the episodes go up every Wednesday, but it usually goes up on the official YouTube channel. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Surrezo. Uh, like us on Facebook. Visit the website, SurreResolution.com, for written articles, this podcast, podcast, O&A, all that good business. Be sure to jump into our Discord chat as well, because that'll be the best place to be immediately notified whenever new things go up on the site. Uh, well, that'll about do it for uh, all of the business from this week. Uh, we hope you enjoyed listening. We'll, of course, be back uh, next week with uh, new songs and news and all of that fun business. So, uh, until next time, man, I do love having my likes spammed by porn bots. Just the best. <sighs> That's why I'm not on these things anymore. Sponsored by this. <laughs>